Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast. So we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. Much warmer weather is helping bring more anglers out across many North Dakota lakes, but access to and on several lakes can still be a challenge. Be prepared, and in some cases, it's still best to just use tracked vehicles. Devil's Lake is producing perch over in East and Black Tiger Bays, with anglers also finding perch on East Devil's Lake itself. Try around 20 to 25 feet. Pipestem Reservoir has nice walleye activity using smaller minnows, but there aren't many reports this week from Lake Ashtabula, Jamestown Reservoir, or Spiritwood Lake. Look for more activity, though, with that warmer weather. Area lakes across the state are experiencing activity depending on their accessibility, with a mix of success. Farther west, the Missouri River still isn't providing much success in the tail race, and Lake Audubon is spotty for walleye. The best Audubon access is off the East Totten Recreation Area boat ramp, or on the south side from Lake um, from Audubon National Wildlife Refuge. Try working deeper water for walleye. Try the mouth of Centennial and Stanky Bays on the east end of Lake Sakakawea in about 25 to 30 feet for walleye, and work shallower you might find some pike. The midsection around the Van Hook Arm is still somewhat slow with an occasional small walleye. Access is good, though, off the ramp, and while there is some snow on the ice in the arm, it's really not too bad to get around so far. Some, but not all, of North Dakota's snowmobile trails are open, but for those not on trails, please avoid chasing or harassing wildlife. Even with our warm spell, winter is still hard on them. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale, and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator again. Read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then, and not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Head out to central Minnesota, and we're going to talk about an event that has been going on for, boy, Many, 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 many years. It's an event that both Kyle and I have participated in. And it's an event that if you've never done, we highly recommend that you do it because it should be a bucket list item for every ice fisherman. And we're talking about the Brainerd Ice Fishing Extravaganza with this year's chairman, Andrew J. Welcome to Gone Outdoors, Andrew. Yeah, thanks for having me. Pretty exciting. Last year, um, you weren't able to really hold an event, but this year is back to to the same event that people are used to at the end of January on Hole of the Day Bay on Gull Lake, north of Brainerd. 
I'm hoping that you get 10,000 people like you're always used to in the past, get 10,000 close friends on the ice, out ice fishing and having a good time. Yeah, we are too. It's, uh, it was weird. You get into this, uh, you get into the rhythm of every year having the event at the same time of year. You know, it's always the last Saturday in January, but you get into that rhythm last year having to pivot because of COVID. We're just so glad to be back on the ice this year. You, you know, we, you know, and, sales and I don't great. know how you got so lucky to be chairman this year because <laughs> normally by the end of January, a lot of the times there's still concerns about ice. Is there going to be enough ice to be able to do this event? We haven't had enough cold weather. I mean, yep. man. You whatever you did to create all this cold weather so that you don't have to make a hard decision at the end of the month. Um, I think it's going to make your life a little bit easier. That's always something that's on the back of my everybody's mind every year when they chair. But you know, you you really learn to control what you can control. But it's a huge blessing to have that the cold weather snaps when we did, and you know, we got a little bit of snow here, but the ice conditions uh, before that snow came in are as close to perfect as you could ask for. So we're, we're very, very blessed to have the ice conditions we do. Andrew, before we get too far down the road here into to more talk about the uh, ice extravaganza, let's throw out kind of the, the details, the specs here for our listeners to make sure that they know date, time, and where they can get their tickets. Absolutely. So this year is January 29th at Hole in the Day Bay, just north of Brainerd, like you said. We, our contest runs from noon to three with the gates opening. We have big gates we open up at checkpoints. You can get your uh, hole reserved early at 8 a.m. So show up at 8 a.m., come fish from noon to three, um, and hopefully take home a truck. But uh, tickets are available online at icefishing.org or at any uh, fleet farm as well. So, Andrew, I will say that you would think with 10,000 people on the ice, a lot of people would be concerned about getting out there parking and all that kind of stuff and you guys have done this so long that you guys have that down to a t with with the shuttle buses that you run you know the parking area i assume you're still doing parking at bir and and running shuttle buses over from there to get anglers out there and even if you know something that we used to do too we would stay at a hotel in town and the hotels have shuttle buses so, so, so that you can do that too. There's so many ways that you can enjoy this without congestion. Just get out there and go out and have a good time. And like I said, spend the day fishing with 10,000 close buddies. That's just it. Yeah. You mentioned that, that 10,000 number. That's pretty, that's pretty accurate for us. You know, it, the weather changes that number a little bit every single year, but it, this year I had the opportunity being chair to sit on in uh, our transportation meeting um, with some of the uh, state patrol um, the bus services, uh, sheriff's department, and we're running 60 buses to shuttle volunteers. And we'll get, uh, I think the record for getting people off the ice at the end of the day was 45 minutes. We had wow. 10,000 people shuttled off the lake in 45 minutes, and we're hoping to beat that this year. It's just amazing. And it just, things run smoothly. Things are, it's a well-oiled machine. But here's the best part of it. You raise a lot of money and you give it away. Tell us a little bit about that aspect of the event. So that's pretty cool to be a part of. You know, we we all we talk about it, but sometimes the numbers you just get, you don't always have that front of mind. But last year we surpassed four point two million dollars donated into uh, different organizations around our community. And the uh, thirty two years we've been doing this, some of the first years, you know, we were we were happy to break even or make a few thousand dollars. So 
now that we have uh, the event that we do, it's pretty cool to write those checks. We all, uh, at the end of the year and all the, everything's done, we all sit down around a table and uh, eat pizza and talk about giving money away. That's pretty, uh, pretty fun to be a part of. So, Andrew, this is all done by volunteers. How many volunteers do you think there are that have a hand in this event? We have, a, I'm going to guess, real close to 40 to 50 JC members on the ice, but that's very a uh, very small amount of our actual volunteers. Uh, we get volunteers from organizations all over the state. Um, and further, I think our goal, we try to have around 350 volunteers total to put on the event just for that one day. So, and, and you guys do that because you want to raise money for charity. A lot of the anglers come because they know that their ticket price is going to go to charity and go out and have a good time. But a lot of the other anglers are there because they want to win something. And yes, they do. If you, if you want to win something, I cannot think of a better place in North America to be than in Brainerd on January 29th. We're pretty, uh, pretty excited that every year, you know, that we, we hear about a lot of contests that don't always get an opportunity to fill their prize board. And with the location of our contest on the lake, on average, we weigh about like 1,000 to 1,200 fish every year. We catch a lot of fish and we catch a lot of big fish. So there's a lot of opportunities to win, win some pretty awesome prizes at the tournament. Yeah, and and it could be anybody, you know, and and it's really cool. It's not just first through, is it hundred or hundred and fifty that you get? One hundred and fifty. Yeah, it's not just first through one fifty, and it and it's not by value the whole way. You know, you there's some really <laughs> darn good prizes near at the bottom of that. So you just never know what you catch. You know, it could win you a four wheeler, it could win you a truck, it could win you an ice auger or electronics just for going out and going fishing. I mean, that's pretty darn cool. Yeah, to have a 100th place on the prize board being a new ice castle or a 150th being a new Polaris four-wheeler, it's a little, uh, <laughs> people are excited to get 150th place. You'd never hear that before. This doesn't all just apply to anglers either because you guys also have a separate raffle um, that even non-anglers, people that won't be out there can take part in also. Absolutely. Yeah, we have a bunch of different uh, ticket outlets around the state uh, that sell raffles as well. And we do, you know, there's a lot of people. Two years ago, I met a gentleman and he said, I come every single year. It's my my 20th year since I moved to the area. Um, he says, I'm not a fisherman, but I come every year and meet people and buy raffles and just hang out. So it's pretty cool to see people taking advantage of different aspects of the tournament like that. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, Andrew, we really appreciate everything that you do. You know, being the chairman, I can't imagine the hours that you have into this event this year. And prior years, you, they just don't pick somebody off the street to be chairman. I'm pretty sure you've been pretty heavily involved for a while now. Um, but thank you for all you do and for all of the volunteers uh, for putting on this event. And if anybody is listening to this and they want more information about just buying raffle tickets or going to the event and actually taking part of this thing, which you really should do if you've never done it, we highly recommend you do this at least once in your life and this year could be the year. Where do they get that information? All that information is online at icefishing.org. You can go to our website there, purchase tickets, get all the information on the event day of, um, even down to uh, where are good places to stay. 
So we have a lot of information on there. Um, feel free to email. There's emails listed on that site, on the website as well, to get a hold of us. And we, we'd be more than happy to answer any questions you guys have. So, Perfect. This is Andrew J., chairman of the Brainerd Ice Extravaganza. Thanks for coming on Gone Outdoors, Andrew. Well, that is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Uh, make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.